0: everyone and welcome to Genre Flip, I'm Ben. And I'm Eric. And Genre Flip's a podcast where we take a movie in a clear genre, flip it around, and see if it still works in a different
1: genre. That's right, and this week we are taking Tyler Perry's Diary of a Mad Black Woman
0: and we're going to be turning it into a Final Destination movie. Exactly what this movie needs. I mean, all of these characters are terrible in this movie, so <laughs> really the only way we can redeem the movie is if by killing, <laughs> we killed everybody. <laughs> you know what? Obviously,
1: this movie spawned like a whole. Well, I know Tyler Perry wrote like plays before that had like Medea in them and whatnot. But this movie spawned like a whole Medea cinematic universe. There's so Which many movies crazy. with Medea in them. Yeah,
0: I, and- I get it a little bit just because maybe he was like, you know what, Medea was the only thing that kind of sort of worked about this movie. <laughs> so we'll just make Medea the focus and maybe these movies won't be as terrible. Yeah, to that be said, fair, I she is the nev- best part of this movie. Oh my gosh. There was a couple of scenes with Medea that was like, holy shit, this was hilarious. Like the calculator scene. Yeah. That was so funny. Outside of that, God, this movie sucked. Like the main character, yeah, all God the melodramatic
1: parts of it. I'm like, okay, no, I'm not here for this. Please just give me Medea and the calculator, and I will be laughing throughout this whole movie.
0: To, I'm just trying to be a good woman. <laughs> Look, yeah, oh, it's mm,
1: cringy, overly melodramatic kind of stuff. Yeah, not not really a fan of this movie. But I mean, this movie is not made for us. We're not the prime demographic. For
0: Diary of a Mad Black Woman, <laughs> yeah, but okay, there. I don't like the argument that you make a movie for a select group of people. A movie should be fucking entertaining to anybody that picks it up. Like if I go to the like uh, like a Red Box or like wherever I can get movies, and I am like. Ah, uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, the cover of this looks like it could be fun. I should be able to put it into like, my DVD player or whatever I'm watching it on, and it should be enjoyable to me. I, I This is bullshit that it's like, well, it's not meant for you, so... I mean, it's not, though. I mean, we're not the demographic
1: for this movie. Every movie that's made, they, like, the studio is catering to a certain demographic. Like, the Transformers movies aren't meant for anybody other than, like, 14-year-old boys. <laughs> so, like, it, like we're 14, and the first Transformers, co- I think we were a little bit older than that. But still, it was like, yeah, we, we'll get into that, because we're that age. But if, like, the audience for Diary of a Mad Black Woman is to watch Transformers, like, watch that, they're probably
0: rightfully like, wow, this is awful. They can enjoy well, it, but I don't know. If I am the demographic for this movie, Tyler Perry should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> you know what's
1: weird is I like Tyler Perry in various things that I've seen him in, like Gone Girl. Gone Girl. He's the best character in the entire movie. He's briefly like, in, in the shit. first Star Trek, too. The 2009 Star Trek. What? Yeah, like very briefly. But I don't remember him in yeah. this movie. So when somebody pointed him out to me, I was like,
0: that's Tyler Perry. That's the that's the guy who's Medea. Isn't Chris Hemsworth in the beginning of uh, Star Trek? Yeah, mm-hmm. Kirk's dad. That just blew my mind. I was like, "What?" Yeah, really? yeah.
1: That was before he got like mega huge for being Thor yeah, and all that.
0: Some good stuff.
1: Anyway, you all know right. what? I, I never knew like the only Medea movie that I had seen or only like Tyler Perry movie within his, his like legitimate cinematic universe that I had seen was boo to a Medea Halloween because my brother and I like to watch really bad movies and it looked like a terrible movie and it was pretty bad. There were some funny moments with Medea here and there, but you know, overall bad. And uh, so I had never seen this one, and I assumed that the mad black woman, the titular mad black woman, was Medea. But no. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, no. No, it was some random chick named Helen. You, you sympathize with her throughout the movie, of course. I mean, she's oh, a good yeah. protagonist. But yeah, I always just assumed it was Medea. And to be fair, she's like front and center in the trailers and the marketing material and everything. You'd imagine that it's her. But no, she's just like a supporting <laughs> funny character.
0: Well, yeah. okay. I I, I, I could shit on this movie all day, like all day and night. We could make the next 12 episodes of this podcast just me shitting all over this movie. Wow. Uh, But that's not what it's all about. You know, this, this is about taking a movie and making it something new. So let's go ahead and get started here by just going through the plot analysis of Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Eric, tell us a little bit about it. Helen McCarter has been a housewife for 18 years
1: to a successful attorney, Charles, who also is a fucking asshole... Like, this guy sucks. Uh, But on their 18th anniversary, Helen comes home to discover that Charles is kicking her out and he wants a divorce. Uh, So Helen goes to her grandma Medea's house in search of a place to stay. And uh, from here on out, things get pretty wacky. Medea threatens to murder people all all the fucking time. She's constantly wanting to murder people. Uh, They go back to the mansion and destroy a bunch of shit. Medea straight up chainsaws a couch in half. What the fuck? Medea is put under house arrest. I was like, I was watching this movie. I was like, probably she's not going to see any repercussions for this, but like Medea should go to fucking jail.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly. Well, isn't the new one that's coming out soon? Medea goes to prison or something like no, that. They
1: made that one a while back. That was like okay. 2008 something. I get, so, I get confused. There's
0: so many of them. There, like... yeah, there are a
1: ton of them. But anyway, from here on out, uh the movie basically becomes like a melodrama. With, like, as we've said, a, like a boring kind of shitty melodrama with some funny media bits and, and fart jokes and whatnot. Haha, <laughs> wow, a guy farted. So <laughs> Helen ends up falling in love with this guy named Orlando who, who actually loves and respects her. Oh, my goodness. He does move very quickly, though. Uh, so Charles ends up becoming shot and paralyzed in a, in a big dramatic twist. And his new mistress, Brenda, takes all of his money, leaving him broke. Helen moves back in to help take care of him, and he he finally apologizes for how he's treated her, realizing that she was the only person who ever truly cared about him. Uh, So he ends up regaining his ability to walk uh, in in church, uh, very, what, weird sequence, Uh, and he wants to stay married to Helen, uh, but she still goes through with the divorce, she's like, you know what, no, I'm gonna do my own thing, and then she ends up with Orlando, the end, happy ending. What a
0: movie, wow. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah very much just like very straight melodrama it feels like a like a lifetime sort of movie
0: but Sure. Throwing Medea in there. This is the type of movie that plays at 2 a.m. that nobody watches and and (laughs) it is okay. A lot of people watch the movie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It spawned all these other movies. I'm just saying, Eric, I doubt that the demographic of our podcast is the same as the demographic that enjoys this movie. (laughs) I know. And I know you really don't like this
1: movie. But honestly, I was expecting to dislike this movie a lot more than I did. I honestly didn't really mind it.
0: (sighs) Well, okay. Okay. It's it's not, I like, I hated it. Well, okay, I did hate it. I, it was just really <laughs> boring. It was just it, really, it was really, boring. really, yeah. really boring. See, the first, like, half hour of this
1: movie, I thought it was pretty good. Like, it was funny. It was enjoyable. I'm like, oh shit, what's this woman gonna do? And now that her asshole husband's kicking her out, then she goes to meet Medea. They go and they rip clothes and they chainsaw a couch in half. Holy shit, this movie's cool! And then all of a sudden, it turns into like this straight up melodrama. And like the
0: weird you know. thing is that Medea become like comes in and becomes this major character, and then all of a sudden you don't see her again for like 45 minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I I got very confused by that because I was like, okay, here we go. The movie's going we've got the central character finally here um, and then all of a sudden it, she uh, you know helen just gets a job as a waitress and it's um it's a whole it's a whole ordeal mm-hmm. all right anyway uh, let, let's go ahead and kick this genre flip off here as a final destination movie. Now, these are probably the most easily written movies of all time. Uh, but they are <laughs> yeah. super fun and, uh, hilarious. I don't think intentionally, but, uh, oh man, <laughs> classic comedies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Towards the end of the series. Oh, I say the end towards the more recent entries in the series. They seem to be going more into, Horror comedy on purpose Whereas the first couple of entries were I, I assume, supposed to be straight horror And they ended up being pretty funny Of course as we all know Um, but yeah, they all follow a very specific formula. There is somebody in the beginning of the movie who has a psychic premonition of some danger that's going to kill a whole group of people. And then they're like, wait, don't do that. Wait, don't go on that roller coaster. And then of course the coaster crashes, killing the people who did go on. And they're like, oh my God, you saved my life. That's amazing. And then like the, the spirit of death, I, I guess, is coming for them and they all die in, Crazy, wacky, and hilarious ways as a result of their once avoiding
0: death. Uh, so Diary of a Mad Black Woman. All right, let's go ahead and start going through the plot here as we start this genre flip off. Okay, so Helen is introduced in the very beginning, as well as uh Charles, who is receiving an award because wow, what an amazing human he is, right? <laughs> Number one attorney. So they get back into the car together, and Helen is just trying to be a good wife, and Charles is like, "Get the fuck out of my car!" Like, God, like, what an you. asshole. She's so <laughs> nice. What was it about Helen? I mean, she's attractive. She is attentive. She, like, is clearly trying to make this marriage work. I don't know what it is about her that is such a turnoff to Charles. But yeah, yeah. What the
1: hell? Like, what the fuck, Charles? Like, she is, like, she's super attractive, and she seems very kind, like, to him especially. Like, why the fuck are you treating her like this? He's, guy. he's so awful. And, I mean, that's, like... That's what the character needed to be. It's like, you need to feel bad for the protagonist, and this guy needs to be a real fucking asshole who she needs to get back at. So, like, when we get to write the part where he dies, it's like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy that.
0: (laughs) It can't be right at the beginning. There's no No, way that we can kill him off that fast. We've got to hate his character for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to be throughout this movie. So... What I'm thinking here is, and, and tell me if you if you disagree with this, and we can go in a different direction. Okay, we can keep the beginning part pretty similar. You know, he's winning an award; nothing could be better for his character. But we also need to introduce the other characters and kind of showing what they're doing, maybe yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so, like, we can see Medea and Joe just sitting around the house, being like, "Joe, can you pass me the remote?" And he's like, mm, "You get it yourself, you old bitch," or some like classic <laughs> and then Joe he farts. line. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Uh, and then Medea uh, shoots
1: him with her handgun. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then you know Brian is like you know cl- clearly going through some shit as his druggy wife or ex-wife or whatever it is. His wife is like, yeah. um, is is like I need some money for drugs. <laughs> what? And, and I mean, and, I
1: think what what you're getting at here is like they all need to be in one location so that somebody so Helen can have the premonition. And stop them from doing something where they could have well, died. Well,
0: so what? What? How are we going to get all of them in the exact same spot?
1: I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. So Charles is doing his thing where he's accepting the award. And then Helen has planned, like, a big dinner where she's invited every member of Charles' family and then every member of her old family, including, like, you know, a sister who she, like, had never talked to in forever or whatever. And <laughs> her grandparents, for some reason, she's inviting them.
0: But anyway, we need them all to get together. So it's like a celebration to dinner or something. celebrate Charles' award. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So everybody's going to be coming back over to their place. Charles can still be kind of a douchey guy. And he's just like, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with your attitude. Get out of here. Uh, I'm driving this car home. You can just walk by yourself, even though we're going... We're going back to a surprise party for you. He's got to be like, I
1: hate your family. Yeah, yeah, They are not coming over to my place. Like, I told you to cut off contact because I don't like them. And she's like, but Charles, they're my family. I care about them and I want to see them. I haven't seen them in years. I mean, like, I'm doing this for you, too. Like, they just want to say how proud of you they are. And he's like, no, I'm an asshole. Get out of here.
0: Get out (laughs) of my car. So while she's walking home, she has to have this premonition of, like, what was going to happen in the future of, like, the... Um, of of what's going to happen at the dinner. Is that what you're getting at? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be like, Charles, they're already on their way. I can't tell them to drive home
1: now. It's like, it, it would take them forever to get back to where they live. He's like, no, I'm serious. You've got to tell them. Don't come. And then he kicks her out of the car. And then, like, as she's walking back, I don't know what happens. But, yeah, she has a premonition visions of her and all, her whole family sitting around. There's Medea at the table doing some funny gag by shooting the turkey in the center of the table. I just I I always imagine Medea holding her gun like aiming it at somebody. She's like, holding
0: it in the entire movie constantly,
1: constantly, and threatening people with it. Like man. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So she sees these visions, and then all of a sudden, like, what kind of accident occurs? Is it like a fucking uh, plane comes down from the sky and like crashes into the house and okay, like everybody I can see dies? That. And because like. Sure. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm thinking like what could happen like a plane that would kill everybody or, at the same time and then she's like oh either way
0: the house basically needs to explode i mean like yeah, there yeah, could yeah. be like some sort of gas oh, leak gas in the leak. house yeah yeah um and so like whenever medea shoots her gun the the like it ignites the gas that's already in the house <laughs> yeah yeah and so and she's like oh no this has to be real i have to stop it and so she's running home to try to get some uh to, to try to get there but she knows that charles is going to beat her there and she doesn't want for you know th- her whole family including charles to be in any danger well she's going to call so her who,
1: family who are like very close like they start pulling maybe they start pulling in the driveway they've got a long ass driveway and charles left her at the very end by the mailbox so
0: she's got gonna... Well, what i'm saying what i'm thinking is is that like w- what if she flags somebody down like what if there's a car that is passing by and she flags them down and who is it that's driving the car no other than Orlando. whoa uh, he, uh-huh. he's there, and he's like, "What are you doing, you crazy lady?" And he's like and she's like, "Just drive the car. My family's in danger." <laughs> I, and see, so I thought she was
1: just gonna like call them on the cell phone and be like, "Hey, don't come over for dinner. You're gonna die. What's the time period of this?
0: Do they have cell phones in this movie?
1: Um, I can't remember somebody using a cell phone. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the time period of when it came out. So like 2005, um,
0: 2004, yeah. five. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that they could, but is that as exciting as like a really fast? You know, driving, like, race scene as they're trying to get back home to stop everybody from coming inside the house.
1: That is definitely more exciting. We'll say, even if it is in the time period of, like, 2005, she left her cell phone in the car. So she has no choice. Oh, yeah. Orlando picks her up. She's like, drive, go, go to the house. He's like, ah, I'm just here to uh, drive the U-Haul.
0: Well, I, I was thinking, that I mean, that—that that is the original purpose of his character in the movie. But I'm saying that he could just be like some guy that happens oh, to be passing by. Some
1: rando going by. Yeah, okay. Because so. he,
0: she was trying to get home and she was left like on the side of the road, basically.
1: Okay, sure. Okay. So she's like, turn here, turn there, go here. There's my driveway. He's like, oh, my God, lady, you live in a nice house. She's like, Yep, I do. So
0: they pull in just before everybody else gets
1: there. Yeah, it. she like jumps out of the car. She's like, Hey Medea, stop, stop. Who obviously Medea's gotta be driving everybody in like a, a big ass van or something. And she's like, You can't go in. There's gonna be an explosion. And Medea's like, What what'd you say? What what are you what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, I had a premonition. And then Medea can say something funny where she mispronounces the word premonition. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, what? What'd you, you a say repetition? about it? <laughs> presupposition? Like, (laughs) so, uh, Medea's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll stay back here or whatever, man. So, uh, Helen goes, she's like, wait, Charles, he's still in the house. Oh no. So she's got to run all the way. Do you, I mean, we, we want Charles to stick around for a while so he can continue to be a dickhead. And like, it would make him look even worse if she saves his life from the explosion. And then and he's like, maybe he blames it on her. He's like,
0: did you set this up? Are you jealous of me? Cause I'm a successful attorney or whatever. What? what if he was already in the house with his mistress Brenda oh, uh, uh-huh. and, and he's like wait I can't leave my mistress is here as <laughs> Helen runs inside to save him what? making him even more of an asshole and so yeah. uh, it, like, they barely get out of the house and then all of a sudden there was this massive explosion behind them.
1: The whole house explodes so did did Brenda No she
0: makes it out. Makes I think she out. has okay. to make it out okay, Everybody cool. makes it out at the beginning scene
1: Okay everybody makes it out but but they were all meant to die except for Orlando who was just some random guy driving by so everyone's like they're like Helen how did you know that was gonna happen she's like I don't know I, I, I was just walking home they're like why were you walking home you went on a dinner with Charles didn't he drive you home she's like he kicked me out of the car and Medea's like uh nah uh he's not treating you right and all that she pulls out a calculator she pulls out the handgun starts waving hand it around gun. yeah <laughs> pulls out her handy chainsaw <laughs> yeah. yeah so what happens from here I guess Charles will like in front of her whole family he's like listen this is brenda she is my new wife you gotta get the fuck out of here you just blew up my house i'm gonna file charges i'm an attorney and she's like what what are you talking about he's like you got to get out of here you can't live here anymore obviously because not only am i kicking you out but the fucking house is gone it just exploded he's like i'm going to a nice ass hotel you go wherever you want i don't even care so she goes home with Medea. So
0: the way that this always works in Final Destination, it's like the order that they would have died in the big accident is the way that they die in in actual the real world so it's like because i remember in the first one it was like depending on where you were sitting on the plane In the second one where you were in traffic where you were sitting on the roller coaster ride it's always Mm -hmm. about where you are in space okay uh, that that so is it it. like
1: somebody sitting at the head of the table
0: Right. And then everybody else around the table, they die in that order. So it should be like Medea should be at the opposite head of the table. So she's like the last one standing yeah, basically. Yeah. right? Because
1: in the end, I'm imagining it's got to be just like
0: Medea and Helen.
1: Right. And, right. Orlando. and Orlando.
0: But he's not. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Helen, like at some point throughout this movie, you know, like she goes back to Orlando who is like at a, fa- he goes to that like party that they're having at Medea's house. But she meets up with him. He's like, you're that crazy lady who made me drive." to your uh your husband's house she's like yeah maybe you know apologizes or whatever but then she explains like ever since then weird things have been happening like people are dying left and right like brian died uh I don't know who else has. Brian died. is dead already Brian Brian's okay look Brian is like the straight man throughout this whole thing like he's the most normal dude of everyone I, I like
0: Brian a lot yeah. of all the characters Brian is my favorite character in this whole movie
1: Brian's great he's just a guy who's like trying to help people out and like trying to care for his kid and his wife
0: and I know what you're thinking you're like but Orlando is such a nice guy he's the love interest why is he not your favorite character man homeboy moves way too fast like he like four months in he tells her he loves her which is a I mean you tell somebody you love him whenever like that's not the thing that I have an issue with I have an issue with her like sleeping over and then waking up and there's a ring on her finger and he's just like I need to marry you right now like four months in they literally just said that they loved each other like right then that is strange yeah he he was uh, moving for marriage very quickly like so fast man Mm -hmm. and he was like you haven't told me you love me i need to hear it tell me that you love me (laughs) yeah and
1: then he was getting all pissed at her for moving back in with charles which is like that that is a little bit strange like she obviously still cares about him and like wants charles to be okay but then orlando being like all mad about it it's like dude you proposed after four months like chill the fuck out dude he seems like he seems like super uh what's the word for like attached um needy (laughs) super needy
0: yeah yeah that's what he's like Uh, well all right so so brian has died but we we totally glossed over how he died yeah clearly he needs to go down in some sort of unbelievably over the top dramatic way
1: i'm saying like he needs to be the first to go because he's the straight man he's like the one guy who like thinks like the most rationally and he's like all right guys we come up with a game plan we i do this you do this you do this and all of a sudden he gets like some crazy thing comes out of nowhere and chops his head off, or like stabs through his torso, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, Brian! The one
0: guy who was formulating a plan. And it feels, I feel really bad for Deborah. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, she was really trying to get her act together, and now her husband's dead. And now their kids, uh, all they have left is their druggy mom. They're in a bad place. She
1: starts like, she starts doing better by the end of the movie, right? Oh, by the end of the movie, but we're still in the beginning. I know, I know. I don't know, like, her exact story throughout the whole film. Like, it's clear that, like, she's had a problem with drugs before, but I don't know if, like,
0: she has already become clean by the time the movie starts. I'll tell you what her story is, okay? Yeah. She uh, she got into the choir in the church, and because, as everybody knows, singing in the choir is one step away from doing drugs, at least according to Brian in the movie, Uh, and so... And that's why brian is like my daughter is not singing in the choir because once she starts singing she starts slinging drugs yeah, what the fuck
1: yeah I, honestly i was just kind of phasing out whenever they were talking about like the religious stuff i was like eh, no i'm not here for this <laughs> so i kind of didn't pay attention throughout. <laughs> yeah, a lot so of
0: that. that but that's that's what happened uh yeah and, yeah, yeah. and so she was like kind of like you know trying i mean she was really doing her best but the drugs are so addictive i mean and Dude, for real, real talk here, drugs are the, the, obviously like opioids is a serious problem in the United States today. Um, and so not trying to make light of that at all, obviously, because it is obviously a very serious problem and it's very addictive and it's very difficult to be able to stop. So there's that. Yeah. So why
1: did he think that being in the church choir was going to make her? I don't know.
0: I, I Well, because that was kind of the steps that Deborah took. Like she started singing and... I'm assuming she started getting like other singing gigs and started kind of hanging with a sketchier crowd and those people that on drugs. Huh. Anyway, so Brian's dead and Deborah's at his funeral uh-huh. and she's just like, "I quit drugs for you." And you have the nerve to die on me out of nowhere. And she shakes her fists at the sky as she um turns around and then and cries, holding her children, saying, "I'm sorry." Your father was our world. And the Medea says something hilarious. There's a whole sad scene as we like kind of like remember the picture of like the ordering of which who should be the next to die. Should it be Deborah? Um, maybe
1: because like she's more vulnerable than ever now. Now that Brian's gone, she's like he was the one person who I was here for aside from her kids. (laughs) But, you know, she's like, all right, if it's my turn to go, then I'll just go.
0: Well, yeah, but if Brian is the first to die, we haven't gotten to the point where... Like, because usually there's, like, some mysterious old man that comes in and is like, oh, you cheated death, did you? Well, death is going to come and and make it right because you can't get away from it forever. (laughs) Is this in the Final Destination movies? I don't even remember this. There is always somebody that, like, tells them that they cheated death. Like the all-seeing
1: hermit. Who's like, okay, so what if we make that? What's the name of Medea's brother, Joe? Oh, that's his brother. I thought that was her husband. I thought that was her brother.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the old guy that's always around Medea. The old guy who's also played by Tyler Perry
1: in heavy makeup. Yes. Okay, so Joe is like, he wasn't invited to the dinner or like he just wasn't planning on going. He's like, whatever, I'm going to sit at home and do whatever joe does so he he didn't go he's never gonna have to die but he's like oh my god i've heard about this before there was a legend something that i read about in an old book that i found it says that you can uh if you cheat death once it's never gonna stop coming for you it'll hunt you down sooner or later and they're like what what can we do joe like he's gonna do this after brian dies and he notices like maybe there's a way about how Brian dies, or just like after Brian dies and then Deborah dies, that's when he's like, "All right, there's a connection here. You guys cheated death. Let me get."
0: Is he gonna find the old book and like bring it out and be like, "Maybe that's something that he's searching for throughout a lot of the movie." Yeah, yeah. And Brian probably dies doing something that he's done a thousand times. You know, something that like he could do it in his sleep. He's so yeah, yeah. He, he has it so easily that he could complete this, and then just out of some weird crazy fluke he ends up dying because of of some sort of mistake that he made that he never would have made had this curse not been put upon yeah him. just
1: some freak accident out of nowhere and so brian dies they're like how could that happen and they're like it was just a just a random chance one in a million that we never even knew that car was gonna fly by at that exact moment so after that they go to the funeral Deborah's super sad she goes home and then like as she's walking in the front door there's like a chandelier up top that like falls and crushes her oh
0: okay it can it can't kill her immediately because that's part of what makes the final destination movies so great is all of the tension that that you right, have here right, right yeah so it's like all of the like as she walks home or like as she like opens the door uh you see that like there is a step you know know that that is loose or whatever in the steps that are like coming up as she steps on it and like the uh like the brick steps or whatever that she is walking up one of them falls out and she catches herself on the on the guardrail of the uh, the stairs just barely and she's like oh that was close as she like walks forward opens the doors the chandelier falls behind her she's like man what a day! What She's like, oh, I need a, I need something to calm my nerves. I'm gonna make a pot of coffee or a pot of tea, mm-hmm. right? And so she like sets the tea on, on like, like puts the water in the kettle and then sets it onto the, uh, onto the oven and then turns it on. And then the camera zooms in on like the flame as it like comes up underneath the. Um, underneath the teapot, right? Oh, and you're like, ooh, something with the fire is gonna get her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you know, you're like, you're everything seems like it's going to be a clue here. Yeah, you know, um, as she is trying to think of, you know, something that like may- maybe she's really tired. She hasn't been sleeping well after her husband's, uh, you know, passing, and so she as like this shouldn't be it, but something like this. She has a knife in her hand and she's like getting ready to fall asleep and fall on the knife. Not exactly that because that's what? too crazy. But some sort of thing where like she's tired and she's about to pass out and then fall into a thing that will kill her immediately. Uh, but just before she starts to fall, that's when the, the tea like makes the loud whistling sound and so she's like, oh I better go get my tea. So she gets up and goes over there and you think, oh maybe she's avoided her death. But just then, as she picks up the tea kettle the handle on it breaks off and all of the scalding hot water pours all over the front of her what? as she Screams ah! as as she like jumps back and running like putting her hand accidentally down the uh, the garbage disposal. Oh my god! As she throws the tea kettle, it, it like it flips the switch and like and catches her arm in there and just rips it completely to shreds and she bleeds out there on the kitchen floor. Oh my god!
1: You know what that reminds me of is Nordberg in the first Naked Gun movie. How he like goes on the boat to catch the bad guys and then like trips and he like accidentally smushes his face in a cake and then he like goes to the window and his hand gets slammed in it and then he accidentally leans up against a wall with wet paint he's like
0: oh no Uh, but that that is a I mean a slapstick comedy version of what final destination is I mean that's what all of these are I mean think back to final destination 2 like the dentist scene is the most iconic thing that I can think of from these movies Uh where like everything is going awry in this dentist office like the birds keep on hitting the window as he's got like these sharp objects in this kid's mouth and like the fish spinning thing on the ceiling falls into the (laughs) guy's mouth as he's choking on it like like everything looks like it's gonna kill him but then he's fine you know that's what makes these movies
1: yeah it's like a rube goldbergian death machine where everything that looks like it's the most deadly doesn't end up killing them and then all of a sudden something at the very end boom they're dead so Deborah's dead now sure okay Deborah's dead and that's when like uh maybe Helen wakes up and she had like kind of a dream about that exact scenario happening like she knows something's wrong she can you know like feel it she's like oh my god and like Joe's there in the living room he's like what what happened she's like something bad happened can you can you call Deborah and like he tries it's like she's not picking up and that's when he's like, okay, yeah, this is definitely a pattern. Let me find this old book that I got to show you what I mean. They gotta be like, how the fuck do you have this book, Joe? He's like, uh, how did he get this book? <laughs>
0: uh, I found it at a garage sale. <laughs> found it at a garage sale. <laughs> yeah. The
1: guy said it had a Really good recipe in it, and I was like, <laughs> "That sounds good." Turns out it was a recipe for
0: death. Classic Tyler Perry joke. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so now we've got two deaths. I mean, Brian and Deborah have now both died. We don't see the kids in the movie at all anymore. They're like, they're in child protective services or some shit. now. <laughs> they, they go to um, live with uh. Well, yeah, Brian said. I guess they would go to live with like. Medea. Yeah, Medea will take them. Or or well, I guess the mom um who is in the nursing home that's that's what's crazy oh, yeah. like the mom is in the nursing home but the grandma is still like owning her own place i don't know what what was up with the mom to necessitate her living in a nursing home i guess she had some sort of degenerative thing or i, I don't know i don't know exactly she, what was going but on but she there. seemed yeah. pretty well together whenever they they talked in the movie Yeah, the mom yeah. seemed kind of like being the voice of reason which is pretty typical of motherly characters in movies yeah but i was just thinking about how even though medea is like a
1: fucking crazy person always waving her gun around it's like her heart is always in the right place when it comes to like her family members and everything i was thinking (laughs) like you know how it's basically the spirit of death chasing people down throughout the final destination movies i think what if medea came face to face with the grim reaper and she and shot she him she killed him and she killed him and she breaks the curse
0: now oh, that could that could absolutely be something that happens in a Tyler Perry movie
1: because then helena ro- and Orlando could end up together and Medea could keep on,
0: you know, living her life. Uh so the the only two like major characters that are left that that uh, I mean outside of Helen and Medea that are uh, like really in the movie a lot are like Brenda, the mistress, and Charles, the douchey ex uh husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who I'm feeling like Brenda needs to be the next to go, you know? Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. or should we add some new characters of like Charles'? family that are just like
1: i mean if we really want to add in some extra like rube goldberg death sequences we could do that but i mean i at this point like helen should probably be trying to warn charles she's like listen you and brenda need to protect yourself because something's going on he's like i don't know what's up with you helen and i don't know how you blew up my house but i do not trust you and then of course brenda's gonna die right after this and he's like Oh my God. And then he realizes that she like took all the money from his bank account and put it in hers, which is now inaccessible. I mean, what about Brenda's kids? They're also at the dinner.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Like Charles brings over his mistress, which is already crazy to (laughs) do at a celebratory dinner with your, with your soon to be ex-wife's family, but to also bring your new kids over there too. What the fuck? (laughs) She worked with him, right?
1: So maybe he was planning on doing it as, like she's my assistant so she is going to just you know hang out uh i'm gonna reward her with a nice dinner that's how he would have framed it to helen but then he admits that she's his mistress when uh his house blows
0: up and he's just like beyond angry right do we ever see the kids in the movie i can't remember if we did it was for like a split second i don't remember the kids though so i think that they're probably not there and i remember aren't they actually charles's kids are they? Like he had been cheating with her this whole time. And that's what I thought. I don't know. See, okay. it's quite clear that we did not pay enough attention
1: to this <laughs> yeah. fucking movie. Honestly, the last half of this movie, I'm just like chilling out
0: playing Rocket League, kind of listening to it. I'll get the well, gist. Well, I believe he mentioned it in the early part of the movie. See, sure. despite despite my disliking for this movie, I did pay th- I did pay attention. <laughs> all, right, all right, so M- Brenda dies somehow, right? Yeah. And it, are we going to get to the point where Charles is like bol- starting to believe it or does he double down on the fact that um, he, I mean, because there's always that character that is like the, I don't believe in this shit. Let me show you. Yeah, and he's like becomes a daredevil type of person. Like in the first movie, how there's the like the guy that is like driving really fast and like, he's like, well, nothing can kill me You know, type of uh type of guy yeah i could totally see charles filling that role
1: he absolutely should be that role that like that that is his character like he's just a fucking asshole who doesn't actually care about anybody other than himself right. so what if in the way that brenda dies he gets injured because it's like It's not his turn to die yet, but whatever the kind of deathly spirit that's haunting them is, like, pissed at him for not taking this seriously. Like, dude, I'm a real threat, so I'm going to injure you. And that could be, like, you know, how he gets shot and becomes paralyzed. It could be like that, where whatever incident that kills Brenda, he also gets injured. Doesn't die, just gets injured, becomes paralyzed, and he's like, "Uh, listen, I still don't believe in whatever kind of shit you're talking about, about, like, death coming for us. And, like, Joe goes to his hospital room. He's like, no, look at this book. It shows everything that we're going through. Like, you guys are going to die one by one unless you can confront death itself. And then Medea somehow finds, like, the incantation. Ironically, Medea, the one who's always, like, mispronouncing shit, is the only person who can read it correctly and <laughs> summon, <laughs> summon death himself and then shoots him
0: okay but before we get there a couple of things I want to change and one thing I want to add here yep so uh, Brenda instead of her just dying mysteriously I'm thinking after Brian and Deborah are killed maybe Helen is trying to reach out to Charles and is just like hey we all need to like get together and be able to keep an eye on each other you know we can't stay separate there is clearly something mysterious at work here we need to uh, like all band together to protect each other and so Charles is like what if everybody who is involved
1: in the premonition who is still alive the only way that they can beat it is by all coming together and all being there when the incantation is recited to bring death there to like make a deal or play
0: a game so she needs to get charles on board what i'm thinking needs to happen is charles needs to be like being really reckless Uh, is like being like see look we're not going to die if we were going to die this would kill me see see as he's like you know being an asshole and then all of a sudden something happens and then Brenda dies like fucking right in front of him yeah yeah and so he's like mourning her loss as he like is continuing to double down and be like no this is just a freak accident you know what happened to Brenda was a tragedy and then he realizes that all of his money is now gone and maybe he was in, in it with some drug dealers or something like that and that's why he gets shot in this movie so we don't have to add all of the extra layers okay. of like why he's uh you know doing whatever and yeah. then he is a uh now he's in a wheelchair and he's just like you see i didn't die i'm just in a wheelchair now like it's like the, the death this, i'm this only shit, paralyzed yeah this shit is not real and you need to you're not right in the head helen and I, well, I want that bath scene that happens in the movie. I want him to actually drown in the bathtub. Oh, okay.
1: Like, he's like, I don't need you here taking care of me. Like he is, he's the last step for her to get everybody together to try and, to try and summon death and he just won't go for it. So she's trying to convince him. She's like, listen, Charles, I'm taking care of you. Cause I know like you can't get around by yourself anymore, like as easily so, I like, I just want to like help make your life easier. I still care about you, and he's still being a total asshole, and he's like, "No, I don't need you to help me take a bath and so she's like, "Well, all right, call out if you need anything or something like that." So she leaves the room, yeah, and he straight up just starts drowning, but of course, like when somebody's drowning, they can't actually like call out for help. And so he he can't, and he just dies
0: right there. He just fucking drowns. (laughs) Like an idiot. (laughs) So now it is down to Helen, Medea, Joe, and Orlando, who, oh, by the way, Orlando has been wooing Helen this entire time. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that, but she definitely needs to go to
1: him at one point, like after both Brian and Deborah die, and she's like, something's going on, Orlando. Like, this is where they start actually, like, talking to one another and caring about each other. She's like, I'm serious. This is real. Like, there is a death curse. Joe's told me he has this old book. He doesn't know where it is, but he says it it talks about death coming for people if they avoid him. And he's like, well, I, I believe you, Helen. Like, Let's go to dinner and talk about it. I, You know, I've got an extra ring in my pocket here, but who knows if that'll get slipped on your finger tonight. <laughs> I might save that for the second date.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so he totally turns into like the knight in shining armor role where he's just like, death may be coming for you, Helen, but I won't let him get yeah. you, you know, kind of kind of thing. Some sort of like joke at the very beginning of like of Joe being like, well, I never can find the TV remote, you know, kind of thing <laughs> at the yeah. very beginning needs to be like, oh, I finally found it. And the book's here, too, or something like that. Yeah, like the like whatever like silly joke that Joe Good says news, at the very guys. beginning. <laughs> is the re is where it where the book was the whole time yeah, yeah yeah he's like you know this couch keeps on getting more and more uncomfortable every time i sit on it there are more lumps or something like that this and one's that's in when the shape of like, the book yeah <laughs> well he doesn't say that it, <laughs> yeah. but i mean just by making the way the house looks i mean we could make like the furniture itself look kind of shitty so it's just like okay obviously there's lumps in the couch it's terrible and old you know mm-hmm. um but it turns out the only reason why the lumps are in the couch is because they Drop the book down in there. You he's know? like, "Oh yeah, I put it here for safekeeping." Yeah, yeah. Totally
1: <laughs> forgot about it. He gets the book. He's like, "Oh, here it is. Everybody gather around. We got uh the whole story here that it can teach us. Like, here's the part that I remember. Here's the part about death coming for you. It says it goes, and people are always sitting in a certain order, and that's the way that it kills people." And Helen's mm-hmm. like. Oh, in my vision, uh, Brian was sitting at the head of the table, so he got killed first. And then Deborah was next to him, so she died next. And of course, Brenda and Orlando were sitting right across from each other, so they were next. And then right after that is <gasps> Medea. Dun dun dun! And Medea's like, oh my god. Uh, no way that I'm gonna let death take me. Like I'm gonna take him down first and like holds up her gun and it's like haha omedea. Oh so
0: at at some point she's like, I need to see how much time I have left. Let me calculate this, as she pulls out her handy calculator and does that hilarious scene. We gotta keep that still in the movie of course. because that's yeah. the yeah. straight up the best scene in the entire movie. Yeah, she's <laughs> like,
1: How much time passed between when Brian died and when Deborah died? And they tell her, like, uh it was like
0: twenty-seven hours, and she just Clacks away on the calculator for like <laughs> Was nine Charles minutes. naked when he died? <laughs> and then Helen's like, he was, and she goes, Oh and then she like starts <laughs> ta- typing away. wildly. <laughs> Legitimately, like that's that's the only
1: scene in this movie that just made me laugh out loud. Like that got me. Yeah, it was funny. Really? Man. Really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Medea's like, no way that I'm gonna die. Like, I'm gonna stay here if only to keep you safe, Helen. They're like, okay, well, we're literally the last two people. Uh, so we can do this incantation thingy and summon death and we'll make like a deal or do whatever we can to make him stop coming after us. And Helen's like, wait, I want Orlando to be here too. He can help. She just wants him to be there cause she loves him. Sure. And now everybody else who she cared about is dead. So Orlando comes over. He's like, what's going on? They're like, we're doing a ritual to summon the grim reaper. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, Medea and Helen like join hands and Joe's like trying to read the incantation and there's like a funny scene where Medea's like you're not saying it right and he's like what are you talking about I'm reading the words just as they're out like in this book and Medea's like no you gotta pronounce this this way and he's like that's not even a word and then she says it and then all of a sudden the Grim Reaper like like a closet door opens and it's just like a realm into the netherworld like it's a pit of darkness behind the door and the Grim Reaper steps out and it's like oh my god he's actually here what the fuck and orlando's like i'm gonna be honest i thought you were fucking crazy helen but holy shit
0: it's quite clear that he needs to like remove his hood and he's also played by tyler perry (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) tyler perry as death you know what i'm imagining is kind of like have you seen bill and ted's bogus journey absolutely so it's like they have to play games with death and if they win they're allowed to go back and uh come alive again (laughs) so medea's like we're gonna challenge you to some games i don't know what kind of games medea likes to play but i don't know like target shooting or something yeah whoever's got the better shot (laughs) yeah and the grim Reaper's like you know i'm supernaturally powerful right like what's what kind of costume is tyler Perry gonna be and is it like is he like a cgi like ghost rider skull man that kind of looks like tyler perry i'm thinking like a cheap halloween
0: costume kind of (laughs) yeah (laughs) like black robe with a hood up and Mm -hmm. uh like a a scythe it's just straight up tyler perry they're like you look a lot like brian (laughs) yeah he's like
1: yeah yeah i get that a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i get that a lot everybody that dies knows brian okay
1: so what if it's like tyler perry got really lazy and he's like all right i don't want to put on another like big costume makeup character i just want to basically be myself and they're like Tyler. You're already in this movie as Brian, as your normal self. And he's like, oh, yeah. Okay, so I'll give the Grim Reaper the excuse that he is like, I give myself the form of something you are already comfortable with so that you can comprehend my presence in your reality. And they're like, yeah, okay. I guess Brian was
0: a decent <laughs> choice, sure. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't like my favorite guy, but okay. So, you know, what is exactly the game that they're going to play to be able to uh end end this this cycle? Good question. Um,
1: I mean, of course, this is all got to end up coming down to Helen and like something that she's learned along this journey it gives her the uh, you know, whatever skills she needs to win the game. But throughout the majority of this, of course, it can be like wacky Medea antics because that's the most enjoyable part of this movie.
0: What if like they're, they're trying to figure it out and Medea just shoots death and just kills him? <laughs>
1: They've got to play a couple of games and it comes down to like, they're like, all right, what games do we know how to play? And Medea's like, I know how to play solitaire. And that's like... <laughs> solitaire. That, that's only one person, Medea. She's like, oh yeah, uh, rock, paper, scissors. So they <laughs> start doing rock, paper, scissors. And then of course, like Medea's standing there with death. And she like loses the first game. She's like, mm, two out of three. And she loses again immediately. She's like, uh, three out of five. And they just keep doing that until it's like mm, 837 out of... Sixteen hundred, whatever. This is
0: like the. This is like that episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine recently. Oh yeah, I forgot if they did like that exact time. joke. <laughs> One, more, One time. more time. One more, One time. more time. <laughs> time. One more time. One more time.
1: Fantastic show. Everybody go watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. That is the yeah, best for sure. The yeah. best show on TV right now. Absolutely, go and watch it. It's got to be like Helen. Helen <laughs> the realizes. Climax
0: of this movie is rock paper scissors. <laughs> I don't
1: know why not. <laughs> So, no, 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 it can be like, all right, well, you can ta- challenge death to three separate games and winner of two out of three games is the one who wins. And so Medea loses rock, paper, scissors as the first one. Maybe he, she has a very obvious tell, like she already has her hand in the shape of whatever it's going to be before she puts it out. And death is like, you know, I can I can see your hand before you're putting it out. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. So she was just dumb and lost that one. And then Helen's doing the next one. She's like, uh, or Medea's like, okay, Helen, your turn. What's something that you're really, really good at? And what could it be? Because I imagine she ends up winning the second game, and then it comes down to the third out of three games to determine if they're going to live or die. Okay. Helen is really
0: good at... I was hoping that I would find it along the way. <laughs> I mean, what is something that's been done before as like against death? I feel like against this is death. a common concept.
1: I mean, Bill and Ted did a whole bunch of different stuff in their thing. There's like chess that's a classic that's
0: something that that is totally classic yeah so what if it's like she Helen used
1: to play chess a lot with her family before she ever met Charles and that was like her thing like she went to school she stayed after school to do like chess club and everybody like made fun of her for it they're like haha fucking nerd she's like chess is super fun I love the strategy of it and etc so she keeps always doing that she's like I was getting really really great at chess I was going to tournaments I was winning or coming close and then I met Charles and was like oh well now i will just be with charles i'll support him i'll become a housewife and then i kind of like lost my passion along the way and it's and medea's like how long has it been since you played chess she's like i don't know i play it on my my phone every once in a while or something like that because yeah. she's still like you know she still enjoys right. it and she's like well that's that's what i can do best so i guess i'm gonna challenge uh death to chess uh, so she does that she ends up narrowly winning and uh, yeah, so it's the last one, and Medea's like, "Okay, Helen, I think uh, you should probably go again because you're doing better than I am." And then whatever challenge this is, Helen is like, "I don't know.
0: Chess is like my thing. I was able to do that, but I don't even know what what else I can do." What if death at this point is like, you know what? It, we've we've both tied. The only way that we can we can split a tie is with a draw. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're in the Old West. Oh, I thought you were going to say Pictionary. Uh, yeah. I mean, that that could be funny. But I was thinking, like, this way we yeah. could actually have Medea's handgun Sure. Yeah. Come, come in here as, like, they've got to walk <laughs> and take a couple of
1: paces. Yeah, Medea's like, wait, 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 Helen, guns are my thing. <laughs> she has, like, her modern-day handgun while Death is, like, using an old-timey revolver from fucking, like, 1902. <laughs> And, of course, Medea turns and draws and, like, straight up dodges the Grim Reaper's bullet. It, like, whizzes by her head. She's like, I can see that coming a mile away. Like, she's in the Matrix.
0: That feels... This needs to be, like, a crazy action scene, like, out of nowhere. Medea
1: all of a sudden is, like, the one in the Matrix running around doing crazy stunts and
0: shit. Medea is now... Alita Battle Angel. Oh my God.
1: I was making that joke before we did the podcast. It was like, we should do <laughs> Medea Battle Angel. <laughs>
0: Except that you haven't seen that yet. It's really good. uh Well, I don't want to say really good. It's pretty good. You should still go see it.
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so this turns into Medea Battle Angel. She's jumping all over the place. They got CGI big eyes on Medea. Uh, <laughs> Christoph Waltz is there cheering along from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, fun so stuff. So, anyway.
0: Crazy action scene. Medea shoots death and he's like, ah, you've slain me. Uh, I guess you can keep your lives as he just lives as he disappears. right? Yeah, and all of a sudden they're back in Medea's
1: house. And she's like, I did it. I defeated death. I can live forever. And then Joe's like, and I found the remote as he turns on the TV. Everything's back to normal. Nobody ever mentions again that they encountered death and fought him.
0: Right then and there, Orlando is like, that's the most intense thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it made me realize I don't want to live a second more of my life without you, Helen, as he gets down on one knee and proposes and she's like, "Yes, a thousand times yes." And uh-huh. so they they uh they get married and everybody Hooray. lives happily ever after. Yay! Cool.
1: And maybe due to like Charles dying and like she was still his wife. She inherits all of his estate and money and stuff. And now they never have to work again. Yeah. Happy ending. The end. Okay. She gives half of the money to Medea. Yeah. Medea deserves half that money. She killed death I- or, you know, won won the battle.
0: Except that Medea also lost the first game. So uh, yeah, eh. they both kind of did the same amount of work here. So that way, that's why they should each get half the money. That makes sense. Cool
1: thank you all for listening i hope you guys enjoyed us turning diary of a mad black woman into whatever this was
0: diary of uh, a a deadly uh house (laughs) shit that was terrible destination of the final black woman destination of a
1: mad black woman Um. (laughs) Sure. I'm glad we got plenty of Medea hijinks in there because she was clearly the best part. The
0: final diary of a mad black woman, except that doesn't really describe it. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. we are going to be doing some more Marvel movies for the uh, Captain Marvel movie that'll be coming out. So stick around with us there and we'll catch you guys next week on Friday on the flippity flip.